0: if you don't read the newspaper you're uninformed
1: if you do read it you're misinformed mm, no. that's the great question what is the long-term effect of too much information
0: back to the Wine Jar Cynics Podcast. I am Dio.
1: Yeah, I am Gene. I want to apologize for the uh, little hiatus again. We were <laughs> <laughs> There was some snow and then, you know, we're back in school. So that thing kind of yeah. messes us up. But, um, you know, fear not. We're going to try to be consistent again. Um, snow's pretty much gone. Usually never snows here, by the way, which is strange, but whatever. Um, so today's topic is pretty much we're going to talk about essentially fanaticism and how you get there. So this this topic comes from like what we were talking about with um Max lawyer friend. So we're just come we're gonna call him lawyer lawyer guy. Call him what you know. He's really cool. We were discussing about you know when people are in vulnerable positions, they are more prone to um, radicalization of any kind that you know ideological specifically. And usually people who are vulnerable, it's not just people who are just like. I mean, when I think of vulnerable, I usually think of people who have nothing to offer to society in terms of their skills and talents. And the only thing they can offer is obedience. Like, that's all they can offer. and, But he was talking about vulnerability from, like, people who are, like, you know, in broken homes. And there's many types of vulnerabilities. But I think we can talk about those two and then talk about, you know... Not just vulnerabilities, but then fanaticism, too. You know, what do you think fanaticism is? Um, But, uh, you know, it stemmed from what we were talking about with polarization, right? I think polarization makes it so that people who are more ideological become not necessarily fanatical, because I think fanatical is a very strong word. I think fanatical is like somebody who's like almost like a martyr to their cause kind of thing, you know? More like they're just very they're kind of just a political junkie and they just make everything about you know their ideological standpoint like they're married to their ideas you know they're difficult to have a conversation with but we were talking about how and i think this is the point you made which i think this is the probably the best point and it relates to our podcast because it's like we're not trying to teach any ideology we're trying to teach ethics ethics as in how you treat certain issues you know i don't know maybe you could describe ethics but you brought up ethics don't don't um, learn ideology learn ethics
0: yeah because i think if you if you develop if you develop an ideology you become you know, we've discussed you can become married to it you become pretty much a uh, a whore for that I- ideology in a lot of ways you're just giving up your and, body
1: your mind for it and, it's like you're almost like a junkie like a political junkie
0: yeah. Like it's, it's just like you
1: you crave to talk about it even when it's not necessary and defend it like no matter
0: what. And it's like
1: yeah, sort of cultish. I don't like using the word cultish, but that's for another episode, but almost to that extent.
0: Whereas if you can like uh develop your own ethical and moral foundation and let that carry how you view certain um topics and ideas. I think that'll go a lot better. For a lot of people rather than falling into these groups. Because once you fall into a group. Once you brand yourself, like you, you said. You brand yourself, you label yourself, you feel a need to defend it. It becomes part of your identity when it shouldn't be. And when people
1: criticize the idea, they think they think that you're criticizing them. And they take it personally. Yes. And they can even take it to violence. Again, that's what um, Max's friend, you know, who was at the dinner. Yeah. And you know, he, he was saying that.
0: Yeah, he was talking also about like the one like, who works at the airport by the way. Yeah, yes, yes. Um that one of the or the the, other, the lawyer the, guy? The, the lawyer friend, okay. Should distinguish the two. Uh one of the like major sources of it was like your upbringing, but um really he spoke specifically about like fatherlessness and how a lot of in that that vulnerable position of not having that figure what that does to a child growing up not having that. And he brought up a, a specific book. I think I think it was called The Boy Crisis, right? Something like that, The Boy Crisis. I forget the author. I don't know if you remember. No, but I he, was spacing out, dude. He spoke pretty passionately about that author and at least a lot of the topics he ta- s- speaks about. Like, he was a former feminist, right, he was saying? I think so. He was like really early on in the feminist movement. And then at a certain point, I think it was like from second wave feminism, he split off Mm -hmm. because he wanted to focus on children, what's best for children. But beyond the second wave feminist movement, they wanted to focus more on like, okay, putting women into different positions on equal uh, standing, I think he men. mentioned
1: that he wanted to put them in more like high status and high sta- yeah. high status, high value positions. Specifically,
0: high status, high value positions where they're
1: underrepresented. Yes, that yeah. was
0: the target. And, and this, uh, I don't even know his uh, his academic. I don't. I can't remember I his know. name. I don't know. But he, he's like, I just want to focus on like the finding equal ground between men and women and finding what they need to do, how they need to work together for what's best for children, for their kids, more than anything else. And he gave one example. I think it was either Taliban or Al-Qaeda. Maybe I I brought up Al-Qaeda. But he said something about, like, they... Like a hundred percent. Oh, that they tend
1: to be um, single from uh, fatherless homes or something. That all yeah, the yeah, people, they, men who've been radicalized to like Al Qaeda.
0: It was a particular group, and a hundred percent of them, didn't have a father, so they were this this vul- well, very vulnerable population. I,
1: well, it makes it makes sense intuitively because I mean traditionally, and I'm talking about traditionally, the male, the father usually sets a lot of the ground rules, and you know. Th- obviously the mother's important too because she has something to offer, yeah, you but need, you, th- need you need both. both. But when when it's just the father, you're losing a lot, a lot. Because a woman can only act like a mother. She cannot act like a father. Whereas a yeah. father, he can kind of act in a way like, somewhat like both, you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Like, and He can be very strict, but he can also have like a more emotional side, whereas the mother I don't think can necessarily do that as easily. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I see it.
0: Yeah, I, and I, I can agree on a lot of that. And the other thing he brought up w- was um how in that culture, society, Muslim culture, Muslim society, that uh, a lot of the very, it's a polygamist. A lot of them are polygamous, And so a lot of the more elite males will have multiple wives leaving a uh, oh. percentage of the population that's at the bottom with no chance <laughs> for starting a family. For finding a wife, for finding a wife, starting a family, having kids, etc., they're left with pretty much no opportunity to build something of their own. Um, don't have a father; they're very vulnerable, and certain extremist groups can very easily take advantage of them.
1: I mean, don't. I mean, when, and I, that, I, I bet you a lot of people are going to have their disagreements, but it's like,
0: and the, the argument being that here in the states is we see that a lot. It's not Al Qaeda. It's not uh, the Taliban but you, but have, most these, g- you gang have these ex- most gang members but are, you can see it yeah. in gangs and in the political realm you could see it in these uh ideologies or these groups whether it be like some far left or far right group where they know they understand and how to target give your,
1: give your anecdotal evidence man that's that would be very interesting <laughs> to hear that <laughs> of do that wanna, girl you wanna do well, it man
0: that, I mean and maybe like <laughs> she has some daddy issues, and she's
1: like a super hardcore. um Yeah, she hardcore s- self ideologue
0: admitted to having like really bad daddy issues. What
1: were the daddy issues? I'm I'm very curious. Where it's like
0: it gets brought up even when like okay, cool, you said that. Don't really want to keep hearing it. Mm. I guess you want to keep saying it and bringing it up. But do you think she brought it up because she likes you or? Um. No, because she would bring it up in front of everyone.
1: And why? That's what I'm wondering. Like, what's the, I don't see the logic in bringing up. it
0: up. It wasn't, yeah, I wasn't like. Unless it's like for co- It wasn't exclusively in private conversation. It's like a coping mechanism. Like, just group. There's multiple people there. So, yeah, I, was it a cope to just like, maybe you can see I'm messed up, that I have these issues. This is why, you know, just like trying to, I don't know, cry for help. I don't know. I don't know. I never got to speak with. I've had some deeper conversations with her, but not on that in particular, so I really can't say for sure what was going on. But she had very bad daddy issues, and she had attached herself to a very extreme ideology, and in particular, I guess, succumbed to TDS, which many people have, even outside of extreme ideologies. But uh, Trump was brought up, and she had what seemed to be an emotional um, breakdown an emotional or mental breakdown like i have never seen that over well how
1: did she act though was she like hyperventilating or something she like how just like like shovel, what exactly getting did you
0: frustrated s- like moving get, got is- very loud like very upset um immediately started lashing out like with movements and just language everything it's just like she exploded Exploded, and I'm sitting what, there. What did you say though about like, Trump? I'm so surprised. Um,
1: you just brought up like a policy that I you say? you agree with or something. You say, yeah, so I something agree I
0: with. I said. I might It might not even been that. To be honest, it might have just been like. But
1: you know what's funny? You know what's interesting is that even some of the socialists and like radical communists I have seen on TikTok or any other social media, they will also say something similar. To people who are Democrats specifically, they'll say. And I'm not saying she is, but she said, like, every time you criticize um, Biden, they think you're a Trump supporter. It's like, no, I'm literally a communist. So even even they feel that, too. Just just a funny like little anecdote.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 No, that's true. Because like, no, that's the funny thing is that, that. And if you have that consistency, I always oh, well, say, like, OK, cool. Yeah,
1: exactly. Which, if you're consistent with your ideology.
0: Well, you know, what to I, don't, be fair, I she, don't agree with it. Like, I just. She wasn't a fan of Obama either. Okay, yeah. She didn't, it's like for okay. war crime reasons and such. Same but that is still
1: the a little push. bit over-the-top and childish if you're going to act like that. Like, if you can't have a conversation... That's why I like that one creator. Over, the, yeah, the and
0: the, it's and it's identitarian reasons. Identitarian reasons, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's got a reputation. I mean, there was... It's like, okay, I, one thing was for sure, like the rape allegations. That's one thing she brought up a lot. Because uh, she uh, was Trump's? She like screaming about... But it's, yeah... But it was like, okay, you freak out about that. Well, well, Biden has those too. Why don't you get as emotional? Yeah, and also, him?
1: yeah, Bill Clinton has some. Um, Bill Clinton yeah. does.
0: Like, could I talk about Bill Clinton and you, you wouldn't say anything about his <laughs> litany of allegations, would you? You wouldn't care. It wouldn't even come to your mind. Why does it come to your mind so strongly about this individual?
1: That I can see why we, we we you didn't want to bring this up because we were gonna we yeah. were, we we're gonna get in a tangent it, about it, this. It
0: very easily does because it's exploring kind of where, why you attach your feelings so strong. In this case, it's an individual, I guess, who represents to a lot <laughs> of people a li- larger ideology in many ways. That could be a why.
1: Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't okay. When I bring, I always bring up comments just because I always talk to them. I think there's more the reason why I bring up communists and socialists and stuff like that, and I'm talking about the ones who are very, very fanatical, the ones who talk about revolution, mm-hmm. right? Not, I'm not even talking about just somebody who's like, oh, I want free healthcare. Oh, no, I want, you know, equality. Oh, I want a rejection of hierarchy. She,
0: said, she so, was, like, uh, i'm sorry uh she was that far off she was a self-proclaimed communist but she was one of the most money hungry people I <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it's just funny no no no. but you know you know the, you know it's funny
1: you know what they say to that all the communists i always see online they they tend to say something like um
0: oh we had to participate in society she, no but she was like if you're gonna think of like oh this is all wage slavery you were just like Deep diving into it, <laughs> essentially. She would take every chance to extra hours, whatever, and she didn't necessarily need it. She just was like wanted as much money as possible. She'd look at her checks, she be like, Yes, this is good for me. <laughs> she'd work overtime. She so you were you're you're enjoying this contract to an extent. Did she seems. have a big-ass smile when she would get her check? Yes.
1: <laughs> she would of have a fat-ass fat smile.
0: And brag and talk about how much it was in front of other people.
1: Whoa. Okay, it's like- that's interesting. Uh-huh, right? Okay. But anyway, the reason why I bring up communists, I'm just, because, you know, I I don't, I'm going to be real. I, I It's hard to find, it is more common in my experience to find somebody who is more likely to be a far-right con. A far left communist than a far right um, white. Um, what what is the word? A white nat a white, ethno somebody who supports an ethno state. Because I have spoken to some, I, I, it's far more common. And That's, I was ta- oh yeah. And I was telling you why because it's far it's more moral. It sounds more moral. There even, I almost, I almost want to say it sounds more compatible with people, like you know, in the um, in theory. Mm -hmm. not in terms of its outcomes, but the the way it's marketed, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why I always bring them up in case anybody wants to know. Because, I mean, it's like, oh, I don't want to shit on communists. It's just like, I literally don't speak to that many people who are far right. Although there are a lot of far right on TikTok too. But the most far right, usually what's...
0: It is, like, I've been in certain groups and it's kind of hard to find them. I've been in, like... Pretty far right groups, but either none of either them because they're even that far right,
1: either because it's less common or because they're better at hiding themselves. It could be
0: both. They I, they were not trying to hide in this group. I tell you that.
1: Yeah, but usually I don't. Most of the like the there are some who hide. I don't know. There's some right wingers who not far far right. That's what I'm talking about. Not just a right winger. I'm talking about a white secular uh, and not, you, when, you, a white. isolate. I don't know what the you know it's what interesting. They call them.
0: They're usually very um, uh gosh. What Getting the word, uh civil. Very civil. You know, it's funny, and that's that's what one right? of the communists
1: was telling me too. The communist was telling me that uh, the one. You know, the one I always talked to, that girl, and she was like, "Yeah, you know what? I will say that they are very civil. They're very good at, con- you know." Who knows why? I've seen, like... Well, because the the ideology behind communism is that we cannot tolerate the intolerable, which are fascists. So that's Mm -hmm. why they... But that's here's the thing with that, though. As much as, like, yeah, I I don't like authoritarians, yeah, that kind of ideology is... No, that, that... Not the ideology, but that specific tenet of that ideology where it's, like, anything goes because we are on the right side of history and we're fighting fascists. I do have disagreements with that just because, like, you... It's easy to lump anybody with a far... It's not even... It's easy because it's just... That's something... A way to be dismissive with people who are on the right, you know? Oh, you're a fascist, right? Just like the left, what they do is... Uh, they call... You know, the right calls the left communist all the time, even though they're probably not.
0: Mm-hmm. Like to a lot of them, yeah. Yeah,
1: but that's just polarization in general, but that's... But yeah, yeah, that, that idea where it's like you cannot tolerate the intolerable. Well, who are you to decide who is the intolerable, you know what I mean, and what and really what it what is like? Because there are people. I mean, I remember I used to want to like discuss like um like immigration in Germany, and, and I remember I said something like, um maybe you know the, I think Angela Merkel could have handled it better, you know maybe she should you know, you know she wants to accept it. And the German people are happy to accept it. Wh- whatever, right? But it's like I still think she she didn't she could have done a better job somehow. Maybe you know limiting the flow or something like that but uh, anyway that was like a lot that was a conversation i had like in 2014 2015 when it first started and she and then i remember one of the girls she got super heated and she's like well you that sounds you sound like a racist in disguise it's like so when that's why i i don't like it when people are like there are some intolerable intolerable people because, like, she could consider me intolerable just for wanting to cr- critique something. Mm. I'm not even trying to say, hey, look, don't bring any immigrants. Sure, there's if you bring Im- immigrants, there's obviously a, your GDP goes higher. I know the lawyer guy had his issues with that neoliberal policy because he's you know he's all about like keeping the culture more homogenous. I don't even know. I didn't, he didn't use those words actually. I don't want to put those words in his mouth, but he was just saying that self determination, something like that. I don't know, uh, I was, it was hazy last night, but um, pretty much, like, if that's intolerable for you, I can't imagine, like, what kind of, what if you're, you know, if you're an extremist, you know, they could punch a Nazi, right? I'm all for punching not, punching Nazis, the guy's an asshole, you know, he's, he's, like, harassing a fucking woman, you know, or some something like that, I guess. But it's, like, if you're just gonna call him Nazi because he's, like... It's like a right-wing idea. Because there are some people who do that. I'm just not down for that. Because it's e- pretty much any authoritarian ideology is the one thing you need. And then Animal Farm was talking about that, is you need an enemy. Once you make the enemy, you can unite people against that enemy, mm-hmm. right? And that's the thing that we have to be careful about. Like, So that's why I bring it up. But anyways, going back to like the boyhood crisis, you know, all, Al-Qaeda and all that kind of stuff, I I find that pretty interesting. And uh we yeah uh, that was the tangent we went on.
0: We, we circled back. Yeah, we have to circle <laughs> back. Um what else did he... Yeah, the last Well, text. I I brought
1: up brought up vulnerabilities too for example, like somebody who's in prison, right? They that's how they used to do it before. I'm imagining now terrorists how they radicalize people online. I mean that happens kind of th- with the incels in a way, but I don't think the I don't know if the incels they kind of Search for people to convert. I don't think. I think it just holistically happens, and they kind of find themselves in that circle. Whereas, like, okay, this actually actively trying to recruit people. But they used to do it in prisons, and and makes sense why. Because if you intuitively, if you want to convert somebody to a fanatical idea, and yet we haven't even talked about what is fanatical. But I think pretty much, if you are willing to die for your ideas, and you you're willing to kill others for your ideas. In most circumstances, that's pretty fanatical. Even if it is for something, I don't know, an idea you think is good. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, obviously, there's some great, great areas. Like, if you're in World War II, and it's like, you're fighting the Nazis, you know, it's obviously different.
0: Yeah, that's the context. is Yeah,
1: before somebody, because I know how people are. They like to take things out of context and misinterpret things. And, but, um... If you're that type of fanatical, yeah that's that's um, that's a huge red flag but that's what I think is fanatical but that's what they do. they take people who are again, if you're in prison, you're probably in prison because you were disadvantaged to begin with there's that possibility or your own idea or you' just you just did some stuff that's I mean you may, I don't want to give too much ground for them. whatever if you're in prison you're in a bad position regardless of the circumstances. And you're vulnerable, you know whether or not it's because you're fatherless or because you're so socioeconomic. I don't want to bring that in. You're in prison, you are vulnerable. You're in a bad position. People take advantage of that mm-hmm. when you're. You know what I mean? If you, especially, you know, just like if you're you're somebody who's a, a clean slate. If you're young, you know you're vulnerable to to brainwashing, to ideological manipulation. So any type of vulnerability like that, like that's something that I I I think about. But wasn't
0: well, that one thing? One of Hitler's big strategies was with kids. Yeah, like yeah. The I forgot. What we- the... Pretty much weaponizing kids. Like there's so much. Like he saw yeah. like so much potential in kids to be formed into whatever you, <laughs> you wanted them to be. So they were a big target.
1: Yeah, that's the thing about um, kids. Yeah, that's the, they're the most vulnerable that's in that's
0: general. So especially that's even with a. I mean, it's harder if you have a stable family. And it's harder if you're, it's still you're even, older. It's still even possible if you're, yeah, that, and, that is true. And yeah, harder if you're older. Um, but definitely, if any of those factors of either poverty, it could be single parent household, it could be, I mean, just abuse going out in the ho- on at home. But
1: he, even even with all that, that's the crazy part about being vulnerable and susceptible to not just ideology, but just even just breaking. Man, there's some people who just break too. They have a successful life, but sometimes they just have one bad day and then they just, you know, fucking flip, you know, there's that too. But I guess when I'm talking, what I'm trying to focus on is mainly like ideal, ideological, like, um, the proclivity to become fanatical with some ideologies, like vulnerabilities, like that,
0: or so it's in like an online space, or just being targeted.
1: Oh, that, yeah, that we can go later on the online stuff, but I guess I'm talking about just in in general. Yeah, there is the single family household we talked about. There is also just like being in prison. There are people also who just don't have anything to offer, but like you, I'm going back to that point. There are some people who even who are successful who they can target again if you're just having a bad day. Bad day. I mean,
0: that's. I mean, it goes for any. Okay. It just has
1: to. It, as long as you're in a vulnerable position, it, that's you can still be susceptible. But you, if you have like the shields, I guess, like you have a, you're successful. You have, you know, you're stable. You're established. You're happy. You know, you have all that. You're fulfilled. You, you all this stuff. It's very. It's a lot less likely for it to happen. And, that's what I'm saying. And to
0: go back, you have a well-established moral center and yes center, and you have principles that you can rely and always fall
1: back that's that's why I what I, these people who are fanatics either it be like communist or it be fascist you want to <laughs> either be terrorists you
0: you tie yourself to this idea versus like something you can control about yourself
1: yes that's right that's the whole point of this episode is that those type of types of people again intuitively it makes sense like why would you try to recruit somebody who is established why would they give that up why would they give up their cushy lifestyle their principles uh their family you know that's not who you go for you go for the weak link you go for people again like i said maybe somebody who's in prison maybe somebody who just doesn't have anything to offer but their obedience maybe somebody who comes from broken homes again that tying in with the guy's link is lame. i was
0: just about to say yeah
1: yeah, um, <laughs> who does she go? Who does she go after? She goes after people, uh, girls, young girls who come from broken homes, specifically broken homes. And what? And what is broken homes? And she, I think, she, I think in the documentary they mentioned it. I think it was single mo- single mother homes. It was never single fa- single fathers. Usually single mothers, and that's even common in gang members. Yeah, maybe that's changed now. I don't know the There's statistics, but regardless, single parent, whatever you want to say.
0: Yeah, they, they know how to profile a target very well. hmm I mean, it's a, it goes for any form of, like, pedophiles. They know how to target and, like, track. And it, it's any crime, really. If someone's going to s- pick you as a target, let's see, okay, do you live with someone, like, or do you, or do you live alone? They're looking for these vulnerabilities and these weaknesses uh, in your life. Also, do
1: you have, like, what's your financial situation? What's
0: your final- does it look like you're struggling, you can't afford these things. They know, and they, okay, this is a good target. It, you, mm-hmm. if you fit certain um, criteria, criteria, and you become an easy target, or an easier target.
1: And then, you know, we're at 27 minutes, but we'll probably end it at the technology part. But again, techno- we talked about this last night. Technology has a, a large influence in this, too. And there's especially, again, TikTok, TikTok their algorithm the way they profit off of uh yeah. you know the attention economy. Um,
0: yes, it's TikTok which is owned by ByteDance. ByteDance? It's a chain it's a they bought um Isn't that where your friend lives the oh, yeah. one from Morocco? She she works for ByteDance now or TikTok. I can't remember. They're the same company but mm-hmm. she, I don't know if she works for a specific one. But You still coming on? <laughs> maybe. Um sure this one. Yeah, this might, this might turn around.
1: Well, actually, no. We're going to do more tech-centered ones. This is still, I think, more ideologically based. So this is more about philosophy, just like analysis and social commentary. We could make this more, you know, I want to focus something more more on, like, that technological algorithm, the, the algorithms that, that kind of perpetuate uh, polarization more.
0: Yes, because, okay, from there, with it being a Chinese company, it's a good case that there's, like, a state-run... Um, or state-controlled targeting of the algorithm and design of the algorithm, because mm-hmm. in China, on ByteDance, Dance, which is the equivalent of TikTok, things to children in particular they promote the sciences, mathematics, mm-hmm. yeah, very convenient, engineering, etc. In the U.S., science projects, yes, <laughs> Where in the U.S., TikTok the algorithm is pretty much promoting polarization, polarization,
1: I- and also ideological fanaticism.
0: Yes, and also,
1: <laughs> um, you know what? regard even if it's none, none of those, it's addiction in general. Yeah, no, so matter, no matter what, that losing, goes across the you're, board. You're losing w- uh, that battle regardless, and that can be said for YouTube too. YouTube is not even trend. The whole trending page is based on like, uh, and we talked about this in the in the YouTube episode. It's not even uh, showing you what is actually popular. It's showing you what they
0: want you to see. Mm-hmm. Why is that, huh? So regardless of how fortified you think you are against this kind of stuff or i'm mm-hmm. not vulnerable it, uh, it's not happening to me um, the amount of time of your life you <laughs> give to these apps or or sites or social medias it ha- is having at least somewhat of an effect on no you.
1: it does <laughs> because of the way people vote and that's like, that's cambridge analytica yeah what, what do you think cambridge analytica was doing they were you know that's that's for another episode. I don't want to get into that to that tangent, but that's an example. And I, th- I think most of the people who watch this, they know what it is. So I don't want to get into that because we're, you know, trying to make this these episodes a little shorter. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So but data data is big. Data is huge. People know they they want your data so they can use it for whatever purpose they want to. You know, to mold you in a, in a way to help you vote a certain way. To do you know. To think a certain way, mm-hmm. and it does happen because it's so subconscious. It just seems very innocent when you're, especially if you have no understanding of technology, and most
0: people don't yeah, really. Most yeah, people don't. That it seems almost coincidental. Well, no, it's it's designed. That's just, it is designed. It's a social to, dilemma to they, meet that's a certain said. purpose, and the purpose is fulfilling it's it's fulfilling its purpose. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Well, this is a reason why they 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 regulate it.
1: China is self-aware and they know that it's important to regulate it. And because they're authoritarian, that's what they are um, Because
0: yeah, cuz any population is vulnerable to instability. And so And even
1: even they, before they knew this, they knew this back then with newspapers. That's how the American in the American Revolution, they would always put And you know, the the historian was talking about this. So I forgot it's vlogging through history. I don't know his, what his real name is. I don't, I don't like calling him vlogging through history. But, you know... Well, <laughs> yeah. I just. I, I don't just, know what to call him either. But I've, I've just, watched a
0: bunch of his videos, never heard his name. But,
1: but anyway, he was talking about the American Revolution, how? You know, if you look at it from like a macro standpoint, like from like far away, really the American Revolution, yeah, it was pretty bad what was going on, but it wasn't enough for a revolution. That was his opinion. Compared to France, France was way worse with the what the king was doing. Right? We've That revolution was done for less 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 severe things compared to France. And the reason why, what they did was not saying that that it wasn't justified at all though. I think it was justified. Just, you know, it wasn't as severe as, you know, what other people, you know, like what France was going through, what Haiti was going through, and what South America was going through. It was still very severe, but the whole point was that I bring up this point because they they understood propaganda was important. They use the newspaper to always talk about British, you know, you know. For example, the Boston Massacre. The Boston Massacre was pretty bad, but it it was instigated by the by the Americans. And you know, it's funny. You know who 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 um protected the soldiers? One of the founding fathers. He was a lawyer for them, and he, and he wanted to. He was a man of consi- uh, consistency in his principles, and said, "Hey, these guys are obviously innocent." They didn't they didn't instigate that. It was the, the Americans and they understood the Americans understood the people who were the revolutionaries. They understood that if you want the revolution to be to happen, there has to be that moment that turns everything. I was like, oh, and the Boston massacre was one of those things like oh, you're killing innocent civilians. See this is we need a revolution. We, we need to overthrow the government because of the way they're treating our citizens. It's justified. You need that justification mm-hmm. and yeah it turns out americans instigated it the british and you know those soldiers were innocent you know they thought somebody was you know watch his video watch vlogging through history's video on the american revolution you know he can explain it way better than i can but pretty much that's the that's that's the end that's the point the point is that it wasn't justified americans instigated the british did what they had to do they thought you know they thought they were getting attacked they were getting hit with snowballs. They were getting hit with things that are, you know, objects that are they could uh, cause bodily harm. And I think there was even like somebody who shot a gun. Uh, and there's people. They were literally saying, "Shoot us! Shoot us! Shoot us!" too. Mm. Like there was a lot of evidence. It was instigated. It was still bad, though. I still did Obviously, I don't think they should have shot. Obviously, but you have to you have to remember this is the past. But they. But okay, moving on from that the americans knew that they had to keep you know pushing this narrative so they could get the get what they wanted right there was old, if you control the flow of information and you know how to use you know certain like i guess uh details about it to to push a narrative that's people have known that through hist- history information warfare intelligence the flow of information propaganda psychological operations i'll you know on i'll go on you know so on and so forth all that so it's nothing new, but it's interesting. Is because now it's not as obvious. Now it's, it's just like, you know, people are just using their tech and they don't really, you know, they don't really care. Mo- a lot of it they do know though. Especially again, that's what I was. Ta- well, I always bring that up because it's not like that. We know it's happening. We just don't really care. But it's like, how do you teach people to care? Right? It's like there's ha- there's again kind of like the Boston massacre. There has to be that pivotal moment that changes people. Something that is so, so bad that you can't even ignore at this point. Because again, most humans, the way they work is they're not good at seeing long-term consequences. They're only seeing good at seeing consequences that put their life at um, very, uh, uh, you know, the uh, like almost dying. You know, that's how humans work, and it makes sense because we don't have time to look at these symbolic issues, you know, I think philosophy is kind of a luxury, you know, some people aren't, don't have the time for for um, caring about symbolic issues, they just care about what puts, puts meat and potatoes on their table, you know, what puts bread on their table, they don't care about something that may have a long-term consequence in the future, you know.
0: That's very true.
1: Oh yeah, I went on a huge tangent, but that's, um, but that's the technological aspect of it, of, um, yeah people being influenced people being polarized more people being pushed towards fanatic not not necessarily, necessarily fanaticism but again uh, incels are a good example too I, I always bring up incels just because i i think they are one of the weakest links in society
0: yeah they're they're a very vulnerable group
1: vulnerable and i don't want to shit on them i i think i want to i don't I'm, I'm not trying to make this my goal but i just bring it up because um um, they their their whole ideology and by the way, the reason why I bring them up too is because they are fanatical. They have tried to kill some people. I mean, Elliot Rogers' a good example. There was that guy in Toronto, or I think it was Toronto, who was inspired by Elliot Roger, who has spoken with him, who was in his echo chamber. Um They're at a point where okay, because they can't get laid, they can't get a girlfriend, then they, they think it's justified to kill people at this point, you know? And and that's the, that's what I'm saying, that it's important to not, not put your not put yourself in a vulnerable position. With that, I it's, I understand what what they're saying. You know, oh, I'm ugly and I can't do anything. It's like ah, that's not true. There I've known plenty of dudes who are not that good looking who could get a girlfriend. You just gotta also be realistic with your standards, things like that. But anyway, maybe we can focus a little bit on the solutions. But I get a good example, not necessarily for the insult problem. I just bring them up because it's another form of, like, ideological fanaticism that, again, sometimes it's, re, it's um, perpetuated by people who make content saying that you're never going to get a girlfriend. There are like that. I have heard of that kind of content that exists on YouTube, like that dark content. I like true, I like true crime, right? So this is what, how I know about this. I was on true crime, and they were talking about Elliot Roger and I think that guy was, like, into, not Elliot Roger, but the other guy. Who killed people in Canada? He would always watch those videos. I think too. Which videos? Videos of like the Black Pill or whatever, which is like people like talking about, "Oh, oh you're so ugly, you're not gonna, your your chances of getting girlfriend are so low and stuff like that." Statistically, yeah.
0: we, we had a we had a a topic about this. Yeah, I don't know if we released that one. No, we <laughs> did. It's the did?
1: the sh- the four chan incel post, and they 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 have these
0: like statistics, and it's like it's like, dude, go yeah, up to where it's like this and we talked about like all the opportunity out there it's like it's never as bad as bad as a lot of people might feel right And you, it's especially sh- in, it's like like Elliot Rogers was not a bad looking dude
1: No he was good looking and he was he, had like, money. he was rich too <laughs> It's like he just, I think the legit thing is that he had unrealistic expectations and also he was just socially awkward Yeah he really thought like if he just was very delusional at that point. I almost want to call it ma- a mental health problem. It had nothing to do with but his he's looks.
0: also in just a bubble. Like, if you left that he, bubble, yeah, yeah. if you left your scene, just, like, went somewhere else, maybe even overseas, like, your life could have been completely different. You could have gotten what you expected, what you thought you should have. No, but uh, he wanted but a, I think he had a, there was a deeper issue, though. There was a deeper it, issue. It would have and I, uh, surfaced.
1: A lot of it was his upbringing, too. I think he, um something to do with his... Man, that true crime podcast w- explained it a lot better. His upbringing was very, very vulnerable. I think he is. Um, he was a, not abused, but his he his dad got divorced, and then he had a, his um, adoptive mother. Not adoptive mother. What was it? Stepmother was just did not treat him well, and she did not like him, and he did not like her, and that really affected it too on the way he saw women. Women in general, yeah. like he didn't see them as. His people, he just saw, he put them on, he put them on a pedestal, he wanted a hot blonde goddess, you know, and he just had very delusional ways of getting that too, he thought, and he's also very envious too, when he saw other ugly, he he said it himself, you know, how's this ugly ass f- motherfucker with a blonde, hot blonde goddess, like, it, it. here's the thing about that, it's like, it's like Elliot, how can you, th- you think that, that you can't get them, but then you understand that somebody else can get them, then you're pr- just proving that, this is disproving the insults yeah, that they can't yeah. they can't get what they want because you're, you're literally saying that there's part of some, your
0: own argument is kind of <laughs> refusing. Also, the your fact I don't, think
1: he, I don't think he had any friends either. He didn't have any friends. He hated his mother. He he, he was um, no, he hated his stepmother. He had delus he was kind of delusional. He didn't have realistic expectations. There's a lot of problems with him. So maybe he's not the best example because I think he had a lot more issues than the regular people had. I think that the word, I think, but anyway, but just this is testimony to that if you are vulnerable in any way, you have to try to seek help. And that's why it's important to have a, a, a what's it called? Like a, a net, a safety net. And the safety net is like either friends, families, hobbies, interests, skills. Like don't try to become a victim like Ellie, cause he kind of was and seek help, all those things. Like, that's how I would see it, focusing on the solutions. And, and there was one stoicism, um, like, phrase I wanted to use for this episode. I think, what was it? Also, a good a, a good example with the tech stuff. Also, I think the stoicism thing was, like, do not give attention to to, to things that are... God, I had to find out on my, on my page. I saved it. But pretty much don't give attention to things that that are negative to you because you're going to start, I guess like becoming the the things you pay attention to almost like they affect you. Mm. Like if you are paying attention to thing, those things, like it'll affect you in some indirect way.
0: Yeah. Where it'll come through in different sort of situations that kind of reflect what you're focusing on. I mean, it makes me think of like, you get upset at certain people for things you don't like about them, but it's a reflection of what you don't like about yourself, sort of. So if you're focusing so much on some idea that you don't like, once it, like, it surfaces, it kind of, how would you say? Or that's more like there's something about it that you see in yourself that you don't like connected to that ideology yeah
1: i I mean there's there's the thing is i guess it's like don't make don't try what i mean by don't be vulnerable is don't be vulnerable in the way that we are speaking about obviously like when people are talking about vulnerability they're they're saying stuff like oh you know show your emotional side no no it has nothing to do with that it's literally a completely different world if somebody tries to misinterpret this by the way like I am saying, like don't put in yourself into a position where somebody can take advantage of that. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, these
0: are. Oh, whoa, what would you just do? be self aware. Like deeper vulnerabilities. These are extreme. <laughs> to and
1: sometimes you can't even control some of these things, which again, that like comes kind of deter- sounds deterministic. But yeah, like you can't control whether or not who, you're, not like, who your family it's was. It's not either. like
0: don't cry because <laughs> it no. makes you look. We, it's not that. No, it's more like you're. Be, you've been affected. You've been the, affected by so much.
1: And if you know you're somebody who's like from a broken home, focus on what you can control, not on what you cannot. Mm-hmm. That's the only. But that's the only thing like you can do in general in life. Focus on the things you can control. That's what's important. Like if you can't control on your hobbies, on working out, on you know doing those things, it's all the better.
0: But I guess like it is. It is easier to just fall into. Some ideology of well, because you get some group that'll defend you. Well, because (laughs) not not just that, because it's community, and they'll defend you. It's community, no matter what, as long as you're on their side. Yes, (laughs) as long as you're saying the same. Even
1: even if you do something horrible, they they might, especially if they're very very far off.
0: That's pretty easy out of from your from your shortcomings. Like, oh, I can get in with that, and I'm good. I'll always have somebody or something.
1: With those types of people, it's like, hmm, I don't know what what you can do to help those kind of people. But there are some people who try to help them anyway, like trying to tell them, hey, maybe you shouldn't be like that. I mean, I will admit, though, and we were talking about this with the lawyer guy. Some of the stuff they do, I guess what the communists talk about. I mean, some of it. Some of it is true, like, especially the corporatism that exists in the U.S. Again, we, we are always talking. Yeah,
0: there, but these are issues, I think, that—
1: You don't need to be a communist, though. That's what no, I'm saying. You don't there, need to be a revolutionary communist who, who believes that—
0: Exactly, because there's plenty of people on the right who say the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Plenty, are plenty of people think, who are independent, too. The, and independent. There's, yeah. there's people on the entirety of the spectrum who <laughs> are vehemently against that who argue against that all the time. Again, last
1: night we were talking about and I'm going this is the last thing I'll talk about. We were talking about how Google lobbies Google lobbies, you know, the government to to, to be able to and state governments. And a good example is Arizona, which has a water water crisis, and they put their servers there when they know that's going to deplete the natural resources that they scarcely have. They do they they need it's water, right? And um they end up getting their way. They put servers that that you know, do not help the environment. I guess the only issue is that that their their ideology, and this kind of reminds me, goes back to even to Ted Kaczynski that oh, you can't vote this away, you can't regulate this, we have to use violence and force. That's where I have some disagreements. I'm somebody who believes in incrementalization, although, like I guess what I'm trying to say is that I kind of sympathize with the idea because you know we talk about these in watchdog, you know, like corruption uh technology existentialism things of that nature things that are to do with dystopianism tech cynicism you know so that's all i wanted to throw out there any any final thoughts
0: i mean now that you brought that up i'm hoping there's some group in arizona (laughs) that's fighting to get google servers out of there
1: yeah man they consume a lot of water because you know the it's physics. They consume heat. You need which to cool com- them down.
0: Coming from Google <laughs> Which is again very pro uh, Environmentalism. Environmentalism. And that they, they, they that's what to they would be one of the worst offenders. Probably destroying that ecosystem down there, which is already, like you said, it's already vulnerable because of the lack of water. You're draining the little that they have. Just putting a strain on the And I think they there.
1: do it in Arizona because it's like cheaper or something. They probably Something like that. But, again... Just uh, get
0: some land out in the middle of nowhere.
1: But also, the NSA, they have their servers out in, in dry... S-
0: air. Uh, so, it's it's more than Google, I'm sure. Yeah, anyways.
1: Any other... Um, Parabellum? Parabellum.